And what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Unsung Heroes, a podcast brought to you by The Undroppables and produced by 211 Fantasy Sports. Also brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight, the best new fantasy football game out there. Make sure when you sign up for Monkey Knife Fight, if you haven't already, go out there and do it. What are you waiting for? Use the, use the promo code UND to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $50. And so we're here, we're back, the fresh new year to talk about the unsung heroes of fantasy football. And that's the offensive line and the defensive line. There's someone who does great deeds and gets little to no recognition for them. And in football, the linemen who battle in the trenches are the unsung heroes that make the biggest impact on the game. And as always, to talk talk with me about our unsung heroes is the guru of offensive line rankings, almost at the very top of the Google search when you look for offensive line rankings. He just keeps climbing up there, grinding. And that's my man, Brad Wire, who you can find on Twitter, at BradWireFF. What's up, Brad? Not a whole lot, dude. Um, it was good to take a couple of weeks off. Definitely need a little bit of a recharge after the after the grueling COVID season. Um, grueling. It's good to be back, though. You know, we gotta we gotta show out for them draft profiles and get those cranked out. And I'm excited for the off season, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, I see uh, we're both rocking some new hats tonight. Uh, my official so, official undroppables gear, brought to you by Viridian Global. Great partnership we got over there, Viridian. And Brad, what what is that on your hat? I see over there. Now, I think a few of you might have seen this before, and. Uh, the the man down below has designed this logo um so i figured i would ask my girlfriend to to make me one of these and put it on a hat so i could graciously rock this with 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 steve gracing our podcast and um you know pay some homage yeah that's sexy i like that i think i need one of those too she did an amazing job yeah and one for me. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to make some more. Hell yeah. And so the man joining us today to talk about unsung heroes who designed the super fresh logo gracing Brad Wire's hat and our nice frame here on StreamYard, the guru of all our graphics, most of our graphics. We have a great graphics team, him and Minshew Profist over there, making us look good. Because we can talk all day. We already look good. We're team no neck with rocking no sleeves. But you still got to look good on paper and on on the digital media. That's right. That's my Steve Houston, who you can find on Twitter, at Fantasy Dukes. What's up, buddy? That's right. Thank you, guys. And you know that this is the podcast that I really want to be on of all the podcasts because – you guys know this. I talk about it in the Undroppables chat. Hey, I used to be a lineman. And I understand that sometimes those linemen really do go unsung. You know, we don't get we don't get the recognition we deserve. And and I've I've gone on about this in the chat, but my head coach never noticed that me as a center hit every shotgun snap. In an in an offense that ran the shotgun ninety five percent of the time, but that's big. That's actually really big. 
Thank you. It's just expected. You know, that's just, that's, they don't care. It's just expected. Right, right. But thank you. And and I wanted to also thank you guys because you guys are both killing it. Brad, I was going to shout out the Google thing because I found you. You type in offensive line rankings. You are number three on that first page, my man. We'll, we'll get out the uh... – I'm, I'm working on this weekend. I'll be working on the overall uh, over season 2020 complete offensive line rankings. Hopefully we'll do some, uh, some recap of the preseason ones that I did. Um, I know obviously there's some hits and misses in there, but that's what, that's what my, my two main goals are for this immediate upcoming off season before we get into the rookies a little bit. And a shout out the defensive lineman Timo, killing it on the click clock. The what are the kids? <laughs> TikTok. The uh, TikTok. Man, but no, seriously though, the way that you interact and you're so personable with the community, and you honestly you have your your pulse on everything, and and you uh, you're a great voice out there because you know what you're saying. So, I appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. Unsung we, heroes out here. We try. We try. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. I don't. I don't have anything. I would. I'll be, I would I'll, cheers I'll be out water that, right now. <laughs> I appreciate you, Steve. I'm bringing out the Duke goggles for this. Cheers. Yes, there they are. There's the goggles. It's on now. So that's funny a funny story. Doing. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, like wearing those other glasses. But that's how I'm used to seeing yeah. you. So funny story. Now you bring up glasses is um, is to me on the unsung Lo- heroes logo. I don't know if I don't know how many people thought this or not, but I always thought that the the guy was wearing glasses looking to the left. Right. But my girlfriend brought it up that it's actually a guy in a helmet. He's he's wearing a football helmet. I thought it was. Is that I is thought, it hard to see that? I, we we I, could I, add a we could add a more sturdy helmet to the guy. He's wearing a helmet. It's a helmet. Brad, let me see the hat. The hat's bigger than the logo I got. Down, down. He's wearing a I don't know where to go. I can't see myself. Oh no, that's good. Yeah, that's so, wild. He's wearing a helmet. <laughs> see, so I thought it was Steve the whole time because he I thought it was Steve too. Yeah, man. Steve's like it's so. Like, <laughs> this entire time, I thought this was this guy wearing glasses, and my girlfriend was like, "Why would I? Ma- why would I make myself the hero?" <laughs> I, I'm That's not just even what I in, thought it was. I'm not even the, in the NFL, man. <laughs> you should just let everyone believe that and just never correct it. I yeah, I thought it was you the whole time. I mean, you could have let me believe that forever, and I would have known. <laughs> it's kind of low on the face to be glasses. See, and that's that. That's she said. At least you're not dumb enough to think that glasses go that low on the face. And I was like, "Well, that hurts me, but it's true." Wait, so those aren't his eyes? <laughs> those aren't glasses? No, yeah, no, he's got no no, no face. It's no just eyes. a face mask. <laughs> yeah, my whole life's been a lie. <laughs> I didn't know there was this much confusion over the logo. Dude, I, I, sw- I swear to God, I thought it was glasses. I glasses. I'm, I've never really uh, given Dude. it at a high resolution. I mean, but do I wear my glasses that, like... Um, 
No, now, I just thought they were man. glasses. I didn't even like look at it that close, and I was like, oh, that's glasses. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, totally, that's what I thought. Sweet. This guy's wearing glasses the whole time. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking time <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to blow your whole mind on the on the pod, Tommy. Dude, but, uh, I just smoked yeah. like ten minutes ago. You can't do that to me. <laughs> I, I smoked too, and I did, and I drew that. That's tripping me out. It's kind of changing my whole perspective on this guy, though. I know, like, you look at it. You look at it if he's facing left, and you can see glasses. If you look at it, and he's kind of like his head is facing yeah. forward. You can see the helmet. It's it's, it's like kind one of those optical illusions. So I wanted it to be kind of like a uh, combination of a helmet and superhero mask so like he's got the face mask but the rest is just part of his suit you see it now yeah no i I definitely see it after after she said it was a helmet i just never even like looked that far into it because i was just like this whole thing the overall logo is so amazing i just like never like drilled in that far into it and and the fact that your girlfriend is the one that noticed it i know she was like, when she goes to separate the images, it's in layers, and she was like, "This is a helmet. What are you talking about? Man, you're wrong. That's a fuck, man. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off. That's that's enough for me. That's fucking. Wild. <laughs> hey, are we live right now? We are. Yeah, we're live. We've been live. We've been live for eleven minutes. <laughs> Welcome to Unsung Heroes. This is hey. what we're talking about, guys. This it's about we're talking we're about been, the logo right now. Hey, I, our logo. I wanna, I do want to talk about football though. Yeah, we will, we will eventually. We are a fantasy football podcast, but um, what do they say in Sweden? You have to have a little bit of chit chat, you know, that's part of that's part of two business. Uh, you know, I honestly, it's uh, we, we probably don't normally talk this long about um, something random, but I swear no. to god, my, my fucking mind is blown completely. Um, <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm trying to find a picture of it so I can see it up close. Like, it's that shit's sure. wild. I'll, I'll send you what Steve sent me earlier. I'll put it in. The, I'll put it in our. I mean, he's. Um, I've seen it too. Like, I've, I've made like a thing with the logo too. I'm just like, I never saw it the entire time. Yeah. Are Are there um, any YouTube comments about this? I'm gonna revise yeah. the logo now. They're in. A, I, uh, Maxi Padmas. He he does love the goggles though. That, yeah, you yeah. need to put the you, you should know, I you double up? Yellow goggles, black on. I like I mean, when I double up. Yeah, I, I, you got to double up because none of us are wearing sleeves. So because these are not prescriptions, so I have to still see. I'm almost. I'm blind. I'm blind. That's why. That's why I wear the headband sometimes too, because I'm also going bald. But how the, I. How the fuck is our main graphics guy blind? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah, that's what I'm, glasses are for. Bro, that's I'm what telling, the glasses on the on, on it's the all it's it's all by memory now. It's all by memory. It's I okay. don't know. <laughs> all right. Y'all can keep talking about whatever you want to talk about. I'm stuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, introduce the next. What's let's it's go into face, something. Yeah. It's a face okay. Mask. So, um. It's a face mask. This this was this was always mask. supposed to be a this is always supposed to be a fun podcast. Obviously, um, I wanted to do a little bit of more fun on this one anyway because it is the off season for us, and um, with all the going ons of Twitter being kind of a a hell space, 
it, it's good to have a little bit of laugh. So it was definitely, I, I enjoyed that little, little break. Um, but to, but to go back on to what we, what we usually talk about is the big guys up front. Um, since we've last come on pro bowl and all pro voting has come out. Um, they're both trash. <laughs> um, some of the picks they got right. Trash, but I think. Do you think it's better than the Pro Bowl? I think it's better than the Pro Bowl. All I think pro, it's than pro Bowl. All Pro is much better than the Pro Bowl. I had. I. I think. I think the whole. I'll get into it later. <laughs> um. So I mean, every year there's snubs and there's guys that got in that shouldn't have got in. Um, DeForest Buckner was left off the Pro Bowl list, but he was he got in on the All Pro. Um, so that was corrected. Um, Wyatt Teller, I think, was left off the Pro Bowl, but he got he got in on the second team All Pro, so that's kind of a knock. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it's for some of these. It's, it just seems like they're pulling names out of a hat, and it's the biggest names that get it. But yep. um, but so All Pro first team O line was David Bakhtiari, Jack Conklin, Quentin Nelson, Brandon Scherf, Corey Lindsley. First team All Pro D line was T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, Divorce Buck. Um, second team O line Garrett Bowles, Ryan Ramchick, Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, and it was a tie at center between Ryan Kelly and Frank Ragnow. Second team All Pro D line was Cleo Max, Darius Smith, Chris Jones, and Cam Hayward. Now I don't know how many snubs you guys got from the D line, but um, I get a handful from the O line. I don't know. Um, how Ryan Kelly made it at all. Um, Quinn Nelson, while he did have a good year, I think he was just a, a big name that they chose as first team. Um, so I'm not sure if that one was actually earned like his other ones were. He's Quinn Nelson, so he's still a, a freaking manimal out there. But um, Brandon Scherf kind of irked me a little bit. I don't think that one was was – was deserved. He definitely had some other years that were were deserving, but I don't think this one was with um, Bakhtiari getting in over Tron Armstead after his last couple weeks of the season where he's just bullying people. We saw all the clips all over Twitter, and maybe that's where we're just getting into the uh, that old echo chamber where we're seeing all those videos yeah. all the time. Yeah. But um, I think overall Armstead and Bakhtiari had, had – amazing years um but we back in our first episode tommy and i picked our all pro list and we said we'd go back and compare that's wild sorry that was our first episode it was our first episode oh shit we've been doing this for like what two months now (laughs) (laughs) first episode we went we did we went and did our like three quarters away through the season all pro list yeah. Um, I had first team O line as Garrett Bowles, Ali Marpet, uh, Ben Jones, Wyatt Teller, and Tristan Wirfs. None of those guys got first team at all. Nope. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Especially Ali Marpet too. He's been killing yeah. it. Oh, that's yeah. a that's that's probably the biggest O line snub in my opinion. Ali yeah. Marpet has to be. He's been he's been a steady force, and he's 
had as good a year as any, in my opinion, and in your guys' opinion too. I mean, my opinion is based heavily on you guys' opinion. So, <laughs> I mean, you saw what what Tampa Bay did without him. Um, their offense dropped off heavily. You saw the pressures go up. You saw Brady get hit more. Um, without him, they just weren't as complete of a group. And I mean, yeah. in the playoffs, they're lucky to have him back. But I mean, without him, they were. 66% of what their offense was before that. So you can't, you can't downplay offensive line, um, especially like with the loss of Bakhtiari for Green Bay. I don't think that one is as big because of like their depth across and being able to move guys like Elgin Jenkins. Um, I think he was one of the bigger, all the, one of the bigger all pro snubs. Um, like I said, I don't know. I'm not sure if uh, Lindsley, I think, was definitely deserving. I don't know if Bakhtiari was deserving. I think Jenkins was way more deserving than either of those two, in my opinion, though. Um, but, you know, I'll get off my soapbox here a little bit. Um, <laughs> Tommy, you had D-line as TJ Watt, obviously. Aaron Donald obviously. nailed it. Yeah. Um, but those are easy. Here. Oh, like yeah. you would expect those that to happen if those guys right. weren't on there, that'd be insane. Yeah, I mean, especially like Aaron Donald, so so damn consistent. Like it's it's yep. tough to put him off there. T.J. Watt is superstar week in yep. week out. Um, you had Joey Bosa on there. Joey Bosa did not make it. I don't think at all. Um, a bit of a a bit of a drop off towards the end of the season, but yeah. still, I mean, and he, he had a bit of a rough start too. Yeah, yeah, he hit a couple monster weeks, and he was he was more inconsistent than he normally is. Um, my next one's the biggest snub, in my opinion. Trey Hendrickson for the same. I was going to say, that's what I figured. Like, that's what I figured. Cam, the fact that Cam Hayward got picked and Trey didn't just shows it's like name recognition. And yeah. Cleo Mack's on there, too. Like, Cleo Mack didn't do anything really this year. Right. So, yeah, I don't get it. Trey, Trey earned it. Um, and, and has probably been the definition of unsung hero for that team, especially yep. because Cam Hayward's <clears throat> still getting all the accolades and all the recognition. Yep, dude. Um, my um, who was your second D tackle guy? I it, this was I forgot to write it down when we did it, and yeah, um, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> was it? Um, Don't take mine. Oh, who's yours? Well, my, mine should be obvious. I'm a Colts fan. Yours is DeForest Buckner. We already know that. Okay. I I, ha- I have an I have an offensive guy too, but it's not what you think. Well, well, hit us up with it. What what yeah. you got on your mind? All right. So offensively, I think it's. I mean, Pro Bowl snub. You first think who got into the NFC that it just it makes no sense. Evan Ingram. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, Robert Tanyan had what twenty less yards receiving than Ingram, but ten touchdowns compared to one. And um, you know, for the most part, stayed on the field and and uh, did his job as a. And and I think that's an extension of offensive line. Really, it's tied it in. Definitely that's is. An, yep. another unsung part of their yep. game is the fact that they're always blocking on the edge, such an important part of the entire scheme. So, 
uh, I wanted to to bring that up. And then at the same time, I'll go ahead and get into Buckner if you want me to. I have plenty oh, yeah. to say yeah. about this. Uh, so <clears throat> that's what you're here for, man. All right. Uh, I, I we're just kind of re- riffing on this one. <laughs> I, yeah, I brought up this tweet that I that I retweeted a while ago. It's it's basically got a side by side of Clayus Campbell who made the Pro Bowl versus DeForest Buckner. And before I talk about those stats, I want to talk about this process, which is a lot brighter in my glasses. So the Pro Bowl players were determined by consensus votes of fans, players, and coaches each have one-third of the vote. So you're telling me that the fans were that bad at voting? Because there's no way the players and coaches – could have not said the yeah. Forrest Buckner. Yeah, I'd say the fans are that bad at voting. Yeah, one hundred percent. So if you voted for the Pro Bowl, because I I did a few times. I don't have that much time to click it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. You, I, that should like, not that should not be a thing. You, if you have an account, you should get one vote. Actually, if you yeah. vote for the Pro Bowl as a fan, you should get one percent of the vote total combined. Yep. That's you, my you're opinion. Like, you know, like Brian over there voting 400 times for <laughs> Mitch Trubisky on the Nickelodeon MVP. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, this goes on their, this goes on their resume. So now <laughs> let me go ahead and talk about these two guys side by side. Clayus Campbell, 17 solo tackles. DeForest Buckner, 33. Seven and a half sacks for Buckner, which is five off Hendrickson, who led the league in sacks tied with we get it and Campbell had four sacks and no forced fumbles no interceptions two forced fumbles for Buckner intercept no interceptions I I don't know he might have had one, something called back I remember something I watch every Colts game but uh it's you get it the numbers it's egregious and I use that word too much but <laughs> It's it's definitely based off of way too much on fan voting, and yes. um, it's it's like like even the all pro a little bit is a popularity contest. Um, yes, how do we put I, Tommy put that last comment on there by Maximus that yep. way? Yep. So Pro Bowl, while it does go on the resume, I I, I always take that with a grain of salt. All pro. I had always thought that meant a little bit more. And now that I know like all of what goes into it, I'm going to continue taking that with a grain of salt as well. Um, and really just go by what we see and what we know. Um, can, can I say one more thing about Buckner? I forgot. Yeah. I had, a, I had a whole other side point that I wanted to bring up that had nothing to do with statistics. So the first game against the Titans Buckner played, all right. Rushing yards for Tennessee, 157. Still a lot, Derrick Henry. All right, total yards, 294. Second game, no DeForest Buckner. 449 total yards and 229 rushing yards. So that's the difference the team that the Colts had with DeForest Buckner. I, I, I have called DeForest Buckner the most important player on the Colts. In 2020, at certain he, points. He's, so. 
He's arguably the best first round pick the Colts have ever spent. I agree. I'm kidding because obviously Peyton Manning, but um, he's he's recently, he's recently, hey, yeah. I, he's, hey, I, I've he's been arguably the best first round pick of this year, at least. <laughs> Don't when it, when you guys when when that trade happened, I was like, that's that's legit. That's going to make the Colts hella contenders with their with their O line already in place. With their D line coming back, um, yeah, that was huge. With uh, the freak, I don't know what his full nickname is, but um, Darius Leonard killing it. Uh, Kari Willis, Mani- come on maniac, on. maniac, maniac. That's what it is. Um, Kari Willis having a big year. Um, yes, yeah, Xavier Oak Rhodes even Oak had a a bit of a resurrection. What'd you say, Tommy? You're talking about Okarik? Who are you guys talking about? Who's Okariki? Bobby Okariki? Yeah. He's a great player. Maniac? I don't No, Darius Leonard is the maniac. Oh, he's a yeah. Okay. My bad. I mean, I get and and about Peyton Manning. I mean, when you brought up first rounders, I was thinking recently because fantasy related. But uh, mm-hmm. obviously, all time first rounders, and then you got to think about Ty Hilton was a third rounder. That was such a great pick, and you know who made that pick? Ryan Grigson. Yeah, best pick of his career. The only thing he did right. Like, the only thing he I was did right. Say, he was not a very good GM. I, dude, I am so jealous. You guys got Chris Ballard because he's, um, for, he's from Wisconsin, and he is one of the smartest dudes in the NFL. Um, I freaking love that down. dude. I love that guy so much. <laughs> All right. Oh, so I, he's cracking me up tonight. I'm loving it. <laughs> the, I I did have a comment about these of uh, offensive line rankings. I see the Colts are at ten. I get it. I get it because no. Costanzo's out. Uh, <laughs> again, again, these these are from week I sixteen. I rank these. I do these weekly. Um, it's it's just the me. fact it's the fact that you dropped them out of the top five. And wait, I remember now. I was gonna bring up. You said Quentin Nelson for some. Okay. Oh, all pro. Jo- Jonathan Taylor, his rookie year, he's gonna need some help to get a 250 yard game, right? You don't think that Quentin Nelson has something to do with that? I mean, the dude is still. If Ryan Kelly shouldn't be on the list, then Quentin Nelson should. No, he he definitely like I said. I don't think he had the I year just, that he's had before. He's had he's he's still a manimal on the field. Like he he does his job and he does it so damn well. I just don't think that he had the first couple of years that he had. Not yep. saying that the rest of the group didn't do well as well. Um, I believe you. They played well, but not as we've talked about it many times. Yeah. I I just had to defend my boy. Big oh, Q, okay. Big He's Q is great. my boy. Yeah, that, I, that, that's that's my favorite pick that Colts have made in recent years for sure. But that was something that we needed to to talk about and dispel mm-hmm. a little bit. Is that everyone assumes they're automatically going to be okay? And when we looked at the numbers and really started watching the tape, they were amazing at pass blocking, but they yeah. were not so good at run blocking this year. And and, and, and that, that is partially due to your boy Costanzo and partially due to Kelly. Now, um, obviously, Catanzo just retired. There is a, a pretty good stream of left tackles in the draft. Um, 
However, another big name to keep an eye on might be Cam Robinson from Jaguars. He is a pending free agent. If they don't re-sign him, then I that might be a good fit. But obviously, I don't know how much cap space the Colts have, but um, they definitely got to get a new quarterback because I don't know if Noodle Arm can do it for a full season again. Um, if you w- if you want to talk the Colts, I mean, yeah, definitely we have some cap space. Uh, if if we move on from Rivers, we have a whole lot of cap space, but and it's, a, a lot it's, of holes to fill. But if you yeah. if you if you look at the free agent market for offensive linemen, it's pretty plentiful this year, right? Yeah, no, there is there is quite a few guys that I like. Um, like I, I put out that tweet about a week or so ago. Um, it's gonna take me a little bit to find. I might have it better in. Uh, um, but like even guys like Corey Lindsley um, is on the move, so there's going to be a lot of a lot of changing of the guard. I think um, so. A couple big name tackle free agents: Cam Robinson, Russell Okung. I don't think he'd be a very good fit with the Colts. Um, Trent Williams, you could pick Trent Williams up for a year. That'd be pretty legit. Um, That's a name I've thought about. Yeah, I mean he's 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 been a good player for a long time. I'm not sure this past year. I mean, you would know better than me, but I know that he's been one of those guys that was was an absolute wall for a while. And he he um he had he had a damn impressive year. Um I think he got Pro Bowl um if I remember correctly. I don't think he he didn't get all pro anything, but um he was definitely one of the more deserving ones. So but outside of the tackle position um, in the free agency, we've talked a little bit about the draft that's coming up. So um, this class, while it might not have the the high-profile guys at the top as it did last yeah. year, yeah. it's definitely um, just as deep, if not deeper, than it was last year. I haven't had a chance to dive in fully to these guys, but there's definitely a lot of, of solid names out there that – will be given opportunities in the NFL because there's so many teams that need it. Um, like, it's ridiculous amount. I was going through oh, this um, a couple days ago, and the amount of teams that needs it is just remarkable. Um, and, and who knows where everyone was going to go because you see the teams like Seattle that's perennially giving up 40 plus sacks and they don't touch offensive line in the draft. They, they drafted one guy last year. Can I say and, something about that? I yeah. think, I think that this at the same time, while the offensive line is unsung heroes, because when you have a good offensive lineman, that player is so valuable at the same time. Some of the worst players in the league play on the line, because if you have a lineman that is not doing what they need to do, it destroys everything to such a like it 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 can blow up a game plan. Yep. A pl- a player. Yeah. And so you see this with Seattle them basically imploding these last couple of years and it's it's due to them having line injuries and sure you can blame the offensive coordinator firing him all you want. Um and part of that is they want to establish the run, but I mean, you, you still need a line to establish that run. Sure. Um, you can have your scheme um, 
that Pete Carroll has and runs, but it's just not always good enough. Um, you look at teams like the Vikings that run the ball all the time, and they get they draft these run blocking, uh, high power offensive linemen that they can they can actually run block really well, but they can't pass block to save their life. It seems like sometimes. Um, so hopefully those teams address that in the draft. But I just don't with, with Seattle's history. I just don't know if they can if they're actually going to do that, which it sucks for Russell Wilson, but it is what it is for Seattle. I mean, they need offense and defense line. Yep. They need big boys all across the board. Um, yeah. Jamal Adams can't be your own, only pass rusher. Yeah. Like, that's just that's just not cutting it. Um, it's – I don't know. I Seattle's frustrating. I mean, they can win all these games, and, and it's on the back of of – a handful of guys in, in Wilson and DK and Lockett and Wagner and, uh, and Jamal Adams. But how much can you really do outside of that? When you're not so really- I, I actually, I think this is actually a very interesting question. How Brad, how would you like handle that team right now? Because I know they're probably pretty strapped cap wise and, What do you do? Yeah. Like, what do you want to do with Russ? I know you have to get offensive line for sure. They've yeah. been they've been struggling there for so long, and <laughs> they only um, have five million dollars in cap space. By the way, woof. <laughs> um, and their their biggest cap hit is Russell Wilson. So you're not getting rid of that. Yeah. Um. It. I mean, it's tough because they they have some decent names. They drafted Damian Lewis last year, and he played okay. Um, he's been interchanging at both the guard spots a little bit. Um, it's, it's just, not, they're just not set, set up really for the future. Um, like I said, if they, if they can take a couple interior guys, um, maybe get a tackle or two, they can at least help themselves. Um, but obviously it doesn't sound like they're going to be able, able to go out and get anything in free agency. Um, no. and really, and if you remember... The- they don't have that many picks in the draft either, right? I have not. I have not dove into that a little. I don't think they have a lot pick either. in the first round. I gotta check. Um, and what I was gonna say is that you remember the uh, the trade with Jimmy Graham with the Saints when they sent their center to the Saints, um, right? Maybe I'm, I'm trying to 2015 or something like that. Something like that. And I mean, he was really their anchor. Um, and I'm trying to find his name. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, Max Unger. Yep. Um, Max Unger was their last huge name on the offensive line. And I mean, see that decision right there was that organization was making a, a choice. They were deciding Jimmy Graham is this red zone specialist. If you get down there, Russ and Jimmy, they're going to get you a touchdown, right? Well, you gave up the middle of your offensive line. Yep. And and they the forgot. The captaining. Right. My old role. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. I mean, it's like you, they are they are the quarterback of the offensive line. You can't you can't understate what that position is. And um, and they even gave up. So they gave up Max Unger a first round pick for Jimmy and a fourth. So I mean, they've been they've been just throwing this draft capital away. It's not like they've done very much with their first round picks anyway. Um, but it's it's still a chance to invest in your future. So. I mean, like you're you're basically mortgaging your future and chance to get new fresh faces in when you're you're basically turning over the same roster year over year, and it's just getting worse and worse at this point. Um, Speaking of unsung heroes, do you this guy right here? I I I painted him with. With uh, watercolor and ink. Does anybody watch The Mandalorian? Hell yeah. It's a nice Boba Fett. Thanks, man. <laughs> I was just, uh, I'm, I'm a little uh, observant of everything that's going on in my backgrounds right now because of, of uh, earlier tokings, we'll say. <laughs> Anyways, I'll stop watching myself. I'll uh, I'll get back in the conversation. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so it, on top of Seattle, obviously needing offensive linemen, um, there's the 49ers that obviously need center and uh, right guard help, um, possibly right tackle. Um, hopefully McGlinchey can can be step up big time. The Bengals need help big time. The Bears need help big time. Chargers. Uh, Chiefs in the middle a little bit. Dolphins need a little bit of help. Not too much. Like I said, I don't think if Sewell drops, Sewell drops to number three, that the Dolphins will take him there. I, I, I think they're better off trading down a little bit and grabbing a Rashawn Slater that can play inside. Um, I think that see, they like. Do you see a world where, where Panay Sewell could drop to five to the Bengals? Yep, I could see that as a very likely scenario, especially if. It, it, I mean, it really there's, all a, there's on, a lot of sought after quarterbacks in this draft, so yep. there could be a lot of trading up. Yeah, yep. that's there's and, a lot of quarterback needs, and there's a lot of offensive line and edge needs. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. So it it all depends on obviously the the Jags are taking Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah. The, the first domino is going to be the Jets, and if they take yep. Sewell or if they take um, or if they take Fields or if they trade back. What I think the Dolphins are in a really good spot because Atlanta needs a quarterback at four, and Carolina's sitting there at eight, and they need a quarterback too. So they could trade up, yep. jump their division rival yep. Falcons, um, get their quarterback. The Dolphins trade back, um, gain yeah. a little more draft capital, get, get a Slater. little more firepower, get Rashawn Slater yes. after Sewell goes that. number five to the Bengals. Yep. Um, I could see that as a, as a very likely scenario. I don't think I've seen Slater go that high at, at number three, so I don't think they would take him no. there. I don't no. think they need to take him there. Agreed. So, so question, what – 
for both of you, what do you think like are the chances of say Carolina making that move for a quarterback, a top quarterback, and then you're <laughs> fuck the pan. <laughs> okay, okay, fuck fuck the Panthers, but what if they do get a top quarterback and those wide receivers, how would you would you upgrade all three? How how would you start to treat them? I, I that because that coaching staff's there, I think I'm always gonna like Robbie just because he's kind of his his guy there, you know, and yeah, and he's, the Ruggers connection. So and the the Temple connection for, for Temple Rule. Temple Temple. Yeah, um, yeah, the pieces so I, are there. They just need the quarterback. Yep, and and I don't know, I don't know if if the quarterback comes in and steps in and plays right away. I hope. Bridgewater can actually be a bridge and that guy can sit for a year. Um, in an ideal scenario, um, I hope he doesn't turn into Tyrod and yeah. gets a lung punctured. And I, yeah. I know Maxi Patamus would, would, I'm sure, love that. But, um, but you know, so I if they, if they trade up, are they taking Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? See, that, that depends on, on, on the domino at number two. So, that, this is a hard draft. Like I think 101, I I think everybody knows that's Lawrence. But I, outside yeah. of that, I mean, quarterback, top five, obviously line top five, and and there's some players on the defensive side, especially on the line top five that it's uh, it could go so many ways, and there's a lot of teams that could try to make a play for it. It's a very interesting off season. Yeah. Um, Brad, I fucking it? love that hat, Brad. <laughs> I'll I'll have to I'll have to uh, I'll shout out my girlfriend after because yeah, it, it, it is it is pretty amazing. I I love this thing. Um, Brad, what were you gonna looked, say? Have you looked at interior offensive line at all? I like I said I have not dove into the film of them at all. I know Rashawn Slater um, has played pretty much everywhere across the offensive line. Um, there's actually a lot of like v- really versatile players this year that I've like dual tags. Um, I pulled a, a, uh, about 50 deep list off of, uh, walterfootball.com nice. that I'm going to start diving into, um, after I get my, my NFL stuff done. Um, so but like I said, this this class is it's it's deep. Um, yeah. Like there there's going to be a lot of guys taken in the first three rounds. It's going to be, I think, a lot more than than in years past. Um, yep. It, it's not going to be like um, last year wasn't a ton, but I think it was 2018 had a lot that went yeah. uh, in the first yeah. round. A lot more than people thought. A lot of and then you'll see the receivers drop, not for mm-hmm. any real reason. You know, they're great receivers. They're just going to drop because there's more of a need. You know, I think a lot of people that we interact with on Twitter uh, in the fantasy football community, because they're so fantasy focused, you know, they're they're hoping and they're always drafting all all the uh, the skill positions first because that's what they're used to. That's what they want to see. But in yeah. reality, for these NFL teams, it's going to be these big boys mixed in with quarterbacks. Can I say yeah. something about that, Timo? I think that oh, you're right. making a great point there, fantasy-related point, because when these big guys are making such a dent in the real game, in the draft, and they're and they're coming off the board, these guys that you want in fantasy, they might come in a later round. Say, yeah. say a guy like uh, like Elijah Rod- Moore. 
say Elijah Moore goes in the fourth round. Right. God God forbid, third, fourth. You know, he is in a he's gonna be a very good player in the NFL. You don't need to worry about the fact that he if they're if they're going sixth round or later, then that's when maybe a, a lot of teams passed on him for one reason or another. But these other guys, they're all elite. It's just teams want a guy for their fit. Certain yeah, guys are yeah. going to fall. Certain guys right. are going to fall. We said the ultimate example of that is always going to be DK Metcalf because yeah. it was exactly what Seattle needed. And, and and that's why personally I don't put a ton of weight on draft capital for that exact yeah. reason because you have to understand what happened in that draft and that that draft – was heavy on offensive line or others non-skill positions then that player dropped not for any fault of their own you know and it's one thing if it's a quarterback but it happens with receivers a lot and it happened last year especially with running backs and then you saw all these guys that blew up because they like oh had no draft capital came out of nowhere but it's like just the situation of the draft and you know it's definitely something to think about and consider yep. but it's not the end-all be-all yep um and i've actually had some pretty fun times diving into a little bit of the mock drafts um god now i can't even remember what site i did it on um oh you saw uh was it it wasn't pfn was it i think it was pfn um there's actually so there's one there's one specific site and i think it's pro football network where their other teams will actually offer you trades i don't know how um how accurate these trades are but i dm'd tommy at one point in the week, and I was like, I just fixed the Colts, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Eagles. And um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun to go do that because it just gives you a good idea of, like, what's going to happen or what could happen. Um, I had the Dolphins trade down to number nine, and I think that's Denver, um, if I remember correctly. But I had the Dolphins trade down to yeah. nine, take Rashawn Slater. Their second round, their second first round pick, I took ETN in the second round. I took Chris Olave, um, Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma, and then I hit, took Elijah Moore in that third round. And like, I was like freaking pumped that this was even a possibility. Yeah, maybe it was the draft network. It is the draft network, I think. So maybe um, a suggestion like this has never been made live on a podcast, but as a team, could we, the Undroppables, do a draft like that all together and try to get something realistic? Because we can all look into the team's needs and really try yeah. to understand where they would want to go. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how we. The, the thing, the thing that you never can oh, predict, right. though, the trades because the people. Yeah. The people making the decisions do not think like like sometimes like smart people. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean that's why I liked that the site. And I'm still trying to find it. It is it is Pro Football Network. I'm sorry. Yeah, because um, I think you told it me is not know, the Draft Network. Yeah, like because I, I I use the Draft Network for my mocks. Um, and I think when I saw yours, Brad, it, I noticed that it wasn't. I didn't even know you could do it on PFN, so that's kind of cool too. Yeah, I, 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 this is the this is the first time I think I've done mine on. Um, it's not PFF. There's a different site that I've done mine on in the past. I think this is the first time I've done it on Pro, Pro Football Network. Um, I, I, not 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 important to get into. Um, either way, you can like pick your team, select the number of rounds. Um, 
the draft board is not very predictive. So like sometimes Justin Fields will go number two, but even the computer is trading all throughout this draft. Like not, it's just not yourself. So it's actually kind of cool to look through um, and see what would happen. Um, You can pick as many teams as you like. You can select all, you can select none. So I I mean, I guess we could do that at some point. Um, It might be a little tough, but um, you'd have one moderator for it. And, um, but like, like I was saying um, before, um, sorry, responding here. Um, like I was saying before, Alex Leatherwood too from Alabama. Like, yeah, there's uh, Jalen Mayfield from Michigan, Liam Eikenberg from Notre Dame. There's, there's a ton of offensive tackles in this draft class. Yep. So, a couple of lists, obviously Sewell, Sam Cosme, Elijah Vera Tucker, Alex Leatherwood, Christian Darrisaw, Rashawn Slater, Jalen Mayfield, Liam Eikenberg, um, Trey Smith out of Tennessee, Tevin Jenkins, um, Taylor Munford out of Ohio State. I, he plays uh, guard and tackle. There is uh, Dylan Redunds out of North Dakota State. He's a smaller name. I don't know where Dukes went. Did Dukes die? Yep. Okay. Hopefully Dukes <laughs> comes back. Um Brady Christensen out of BYU. They they had one of the best offensive lines in the in the in the whole NCAA yeah. this year. Yes. Um, yes. Great offensive line. Loud uh and those are just the tackles. Exactly. Um, All out. Yeah, it's there, there's a ton. And and I think there's less uh, interior offensive line that are really big names, but there's a ton of tackles. It's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's this this class is so deep. Um Trey Hill out of Georgia. So these are the centers. Trey Hill, Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. Josh Myers, um, Alec Lindstrom, uh, Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. Uh, James MP out of BYU, like I said before. Um, going on to the guards, Wyatt Davis at Ohio State. Ed Ingram at LSU. Jason Hines at LSU. Um, I'm trying to just list some bigger names. There's actually one guy from UW-Wisconsin-Whitewater that I'm kind of excited to dive into because – we got our asses kicked by them in the oh, nice. NCAA playoffs, so that was fun. Um, so, but he he's he's a draft prospect this year at least. So, um, again, it's all. But what 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 this whole podcast is about is how all these guys lead into fantasy relevancy, and and how these guys can protect and block and open holes for the guys that we actually that the fantasy players actually care about. So yeah. we're just a little part of that, but um, but that's what we're here for. We're, we're here to provide a, a, a deeper insight into um, the game as a whole and how it affects fantasy rather than just, hey, this guy has X amount of stats and this is what we predict him to do next year. So, yeah, I thought I would come back and I'm uh, – I'm- I'm glad that I hope actually I hope that everybody can um, actually start to pick up on the idea of how the line affects fantasy and God forbid how the entire defensive side of the football affects fantasy. Like it's matchups every week and you got to think about how the offensive line matches up against that defensive line. So What you guys are doing here on this podcast, I'm all for it. I, I, it's, it's where I'm from. These are my roots. So I appreciate you guys. I think that what you guys are doing, this is key to yep. our team as a whole. 
Thanks, every Terry. every little person is a key in here. Um, yeah. That's that's the Interoperables is a, is a giant group, but every every person is a is a is a key element in in driving us forward. So um, I I love the group of guys that we have. We're hopefully focused on positivity going forward, and and we can keep the ball rolling. Um, Tommy, did you have anything else before we we go on to what we're doing in the off season going forward? No, about the draft just, or you know the de- the defensive line. Um, watching this year, they they were studs. Um, they got after it. They they got after there a lot. Of, there's a lot of sacks. Uh, no one really ran away with a sack record this year, but just overall, there were a ton. So it was great to see that. You love to see uh, those parties in the backfield with that defensive line being up on the O line because that's always my favorite thing to watch. And yeah, it, it's it was. Uh, I, I think you know trying to provide a different outlook at the game, a different way to give you a little bit of an edge every week is what we strove to do uh, all season. And we'll keep that up in the off season with some articles and some more podcasting and bringing it back next year, next uh, 2021 season for, yeah, your unsung heroes, your matchups, yeah, matchups for every single week. But I'm excited for this off season. We got some big things brewing. So I know I've outlined a little bit what I've got coming up in the upcoming future. Um, Tommy, I know you've been working on some things. What do you, what do you got lined up here coming up? Yeah, I got. Uh, we're gonna start podcasting again for two on two on one fantasy sports, and got some good guests lined up already. Gonna have uh, some uh, some rookie profiles going on too. Me and uh, Dave, uh, the professor of, of our team, we were just spitballing the idea of uh, looking at some rookie um, incoming rookies, looking at each position and then some rankings on those guys and then uh yeah definitely some more articles to come and i'm excited i mean the, i think the biggest thing right now is just working on our rookie draft kit i think that's the yep. biggest thing we got in the works and i know i know dukes is is busy with the graphics i'm hoping that he can help me out a little bit with the offensive line draft profiles um i don't, I don't know how how uh how much we'll get to to dive into that together but i hope it's it's more than nothing um <laughs> yeah I know, I, I know you you're you're busy with your own site i know what what you got going over there at uh fantasyduce.com fantasyduce.com we're going to be doing uh we have a we're wrapping up a mock draft article we're going to put out articles and and rankings uh for the for the undroppable site uh which is reaching record levels on google.com uh i'm putting I'm helping you guys. Obviously, I'm going to help with the offensive line draft guys, like as much as I would help with the rest of the of the guys in the draft. We're going to put we're going to put graphics together for profiles for every single player, whether you're on the line, whether you play safety, maybe maybe not safeties. I don't know if we need safeties, but uh, yeah, we're going to do all of that. And uh, at the same time, we're also going to make sure that uh, because I'm working on the YouTube with Mr. Andrew Mackins, he might even have a pot. I don't know if this is a teaser. Oh, serious now. I don't know if this is a teaser, but Andrew Mackins himself might have a podcast in the works. And uh, we're, pu- we're putting together, uh, we're going to make that whole YouTube page look better and. Uh, spruce up the web page and uh definitely have a lot of good stuff for this upcoming class i'm excited as long as you aren't photoshopping sleeves on us when we get on here i'm fine with it 
<laughs> Never. No sleep. way. Brad, you missed. I had to go change once I saw once I saw you and Steve rocking the the tank top. I had to go switch it up a little bit. I know Steve changed out a little bit too. Um, um, so then, so for myself, as we get into more offensive, um, as, as we get into more off season, sorry, um, I'll 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 be doing like I said, O line draft profiles. Um, what I'd like to do also is a 2020 rookie recap for the guys like Michael and Wenu, um, all those big tackle names, um, guys like Damian Lewis, Lloyd Cushenberry. Like there was a, there was a lot of top guys that came out last year and they did a lot of them didn't do really well. Um, some will have to step up going forward. Like the dolphins guys, they, um, like I said in the, in, in a couple of Twitter threads and in the chat, that their offense as a whole had some growing pain. So I'm going to dive into that a little bit with the, with the offensive line and see what's going on there. And um, in going forward, hopefully we'll get to, we'll get to some better offensive line rankings. I'm, I'm I don't want to better. jinx myself. Number one, number better. one on Google. They're We're going so for number better. one on Google. So I don't good. want to jinx myself, but I would like to put out some dynasty offensive line rankings. Ooh. And that's what I mean about better. Yes. So um, I would like to have contracts in there. And, and, and so we'll see. I, I'd like to get in that hopefully later in the offseason after we get winding down with all the rookie draft profiles. So that's that's my, my end goal, um, hopefully June, July, about that time. That is truly an amazing concept, and that is exactly the type of thinking that will take us to number one on those Google results. Oh, yeah. Love Brad, it. Brad, you are the unsung hero. Tommy, you are the other unsung hero. I love you guys, man. Thanks for having me on here. I've, ha I've, I've been having a great time, and I think everybody knows I know how to have a great time. I know how to have a great time. <laughs> I think everyone knows Steve's been having a great time. <laughs> we love you too, Steve, man. Thanks for joining us tonight, Steve. Thank it's you for joining awesome us. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate on the you guys. show. You do amazing work. We love what you do. We love talking to you tonight too. Brad? You want to hit him with the I, I'm getting I'm getting a little tired. It's a it's about midnight on my side. Yeah. Let's, let's, um let's I know we'll get everyone to bed here. It's one um, for me. One o'clock. I love it. And it is 10 o'clock here on the West Coast coming to you live from Long Beach, California with my man cave and Raider Nation and Indroppables and Viridian Global and all of our amazing partnerships out there. We love you. We're doing this for you guys because we want you to win and you're never out of contention because it sucks to suck. So go out there, follow the Indroppables on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok uh, under the untalkables. Go and follow the entire crew. It's amazing. 20 plus collective of guys all doing this for you, for the love of the game, to get you to win those trophies. And for Boba Fett and Fancy Dudes, thank you for joining us tonight. Brad, as always, love talking to you about it. Keep up those awesome rankings. Make sure you follow Brad at BradWireFF. Fantasy Dukes at Fantasy Dukes and myself, Tommy Mo at two on one FFB. This has been Unsung Heroes. Good night. Peace. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us.